Hi, everyone. Welcome to the first episode of what we're going to call Quarren Stream for right now. My name is Jared Kingery. I'm Cody Viafania. And you may know us from uh, the Cinesnob podcast and our other podcast, Re-MCU, where, we're re- where we are re-watching. It's a lot of ruh sounds right there. Rewatching the Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, films uh, in order of release. Anyway, this is a new thing uh, that we're trying. This was all the brainchild of Cody Viafania. So, Cody, tell us about what the hell we're doing here. <laughs> well, Jared, uh, I, I had the bright idea, because nobody else has done it yet, to do a, quarant- a quarantine podcast. Uh, <laughs> we are a- trendsetters. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure we're the first. I can't. Don't fact check me on that. But uh, so I kind of had the idea that I, I think that everyone is sort of trapped indoors uh, and, and people are, uh, you know, streaming. You had, that, you had that idea? Yes, I had the idea to trap <laughs> everyone inside. Uh, everyone has been, you know, posting what they've been watching and, and, and binge watching and, you know, Tiger King has taken over the world and, and things like that. And I think that, uh, you know, in order to keep things from getting stale, um, people are looking for recommendations, and so I thought what I do is 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 give us a platform to recommend stuff. So we, we've been transitioning to VOD stuff for the main show, and I think uh, having stuff to go back to and stuff that's been out for a while, and and making the most of your Netflix subscription or Amazon or whatever you may have, uh, I, I think we can help with that. Having you know seen you know tons of movies within the past few years and then going backwards so mm-hmm. i wanted to uh, have have a recommendation thing but i wanted to add a different element to it so um you know i i what i hope the podcast ends up being we'll see if we're successful with it is bringing in people from uh the entertainment world to kind of talk about how uh, to finally give people some inter- entertainment on this shit yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> to to bring it to put it in the hands of people better than us, uh, <laughs> uh, it, it, and and bring them in and talk a little bit about how it's impacting their industry, their their careers, their you know, because you know, in, especially in the comedy world, which I hope that we can kind of talk a lot about. You know, there's you know, comedians are haven't been on stage for weeks, and and for a lot of them, I'm sure it's the longest period of time they've been without performing, and you know, in decades for some people so i want to kind of to get into that and how that's you know how that's working because i think that's a really for me at least and hopefully for the listeners an interesting topic of conversation so we're going to kind of try to combine the two um and uh, and bring some funny and interesting people on to talk with us well yeah it was either that idea or it was uh you, you didn't go from mine where i was gonna we were gonna talk about what we were jerking off to during <laughs> the quarantine yeah uh quarantine no. <laughs> anyway, you can still uh, call it corn stream. <laughs> that's true. Uh, so uh, yeah, so our 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 first uh, guest um, is a very very funny stand up comedian and uh, podcast host uh, and a personal friend of mine. Uh, so uh, I'd like to welcome to the show uh, Jerry Rocho. Hello, Jerry. What up? Thanks for having me, guys. Good to be here. This is exciting. On? What's going on, Jerry? How's it Man. how's it going over there in LA? It is uh weird. Yeah, it's just fucking weird. That's is it is it as desolate as uh is it as desolate as uh you know like the streets of New York are? I know it's way more spread out in LA. It's yeah, it's not as bad. It's not as desolate just because it's more spread out. So people are still kind of, you know, you gotta do a lot of driving to go do shit. So even to go get essentials, obviously, like New York, you could just 
walk to most places that are right next to you. But here, yeah, you have to, a lot of driving, but it's, the traffic is nothing what it usually is. You know, it's, it's, it's pretty wild. Yeah. I, I've been seeing stuff on, on, you know, people saying it looks like a ghost town or like I am legend style in, in like yeah. New York city and LA and stuff, but Good goddamn Instagram models taking pictures on the 405. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's what's happening. That's exactly what's going on. Yeah. Like, it, so it's kind of devolved into that here in Sixth yeah. Street in Austin. They just straight up boarded up all the bars. Oh they, wow! They, they did it. it Look, it's fucking creepy as shit because they. I guess they didn't want the 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 homeless people destroying them. I don't Break know. In. So it's just it's literally just all boarded up. It looks insane. Wow, I can't imagine. Yeah, it's so it's. I mean, it is. It's pretty crazy. It's. I think the saddest thing was like I think it's everywhere in America too is how. Like the only lines are outside of grocery stores and like guns and ammo shops. And that's <laughs> it. Like that's it. It's some in some places in Texas you can buy both. Yeah, <laughs> at the same time. That's a benefit. So Jerry, uh, you and I have been uh, have been friends for like a decade now, and uh, yeah, fuck and, yeah. Uh, we uh, and and you also have a, a podcast called The Ramble that I have. In recent in recent weeks, moved from featured player to full time cast member. On. Yeah, you're on. Like you're in. Like it's like now it's like if it were SNL, you'd be in the first part of it. You wouldn't be like you know like how they how they have like the two or three that they put at the end of the of the intro. Yeah, you you're out of that. You're See, in the main thing now. You, your racist tweets would get quashed by the network. Not you wouldn't get oh, fired yeah, because of it. Yeah, they, we would just pretend they didn't happen. That's what <laughs> happened there. Exactly. We would just I, pretend those didn't exist. Yeah, it's 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 great to have you on. And and when we were th- when I was Thank thinking you. of this podcast, I uh, I was I was thinking, and I and I was thought there's n- there's no other person uh, that that would say yes. So I'm so glad to have you here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so one thing I wanted to ask you, um, and, and you know, obviously the thesis of this whole thing is is how have things been for you um, as a comedian during this time? I know that. You know, I, 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 by my estimation, you're probably on the road like what two weekends or so out of the month usually, or something like that. Yeah, then- two to three, and yeah, it's now. And, and when I'm not, then there's just shows here, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it, it, there's usually always something. And yeah, this is the longest I've gone without doing comedy already. Like the record was shattered. Yeah, like just when all this started. Yeah, it's been. Uh, and you've been it's doing been, stand-up for uh, how long? God, since I was since I graduated high school, so twenty something years now. Yeah. So yeah, like it's yeah, it's been uh, it's been a minute. So this is by a mile the longest because when I first started, I was going up every night. You know, it's trying to find stage time everywhere back in Dallas, and you know now it's yeah, there's always something, always a show to do, always a thing. If I was not on the road, there was something I would go do here in L.A. But yeah, that's just gone. It's all. It's weird. Did, so did very, it did it all odd. did it all shut down at once in L.A. like the the stand up scene? I know here there's only really two stand up clubs, right. uh, but it, like there did it shut down all at once, or was there? Was it some was gradual. It, it was it, it started to take hold about two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago. Where I think that was the last time I did a show. I was at that uh, room in Burbank Flappers and just and it yeah. was weird because it was way deader than it should have been, you know. And, uh, audience wise. And yeah, it was just kind of, I think everyone kind of knew we all kind of had a feeling like this is probably, 
the last show we're going to do, you know, everyone who was there, there was this kind of mood of like, I, I don't think this is going to happen after this. Like this is getting scary. And yeah, that's, and I think the really scary part about it is what clubs are going to survive it because yeah. that's, that's going to be the tough part is who's going to, a lot of clubs are in mom pop and they're, you know, week to week, like the comedians that they book. So it's, um, it's going to be really interesting and sad to see who, who survives and who doesn't. Yeah, I've I've seen a lot of fundraisers being uh, being put out there by comedians for for different uh, club staffs. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's I mean that's probably the worst part of this whole thing is that that there are people that just well sorry you can't work. I mean it, it's it's a weird long list of things that are essential businesses, uh, but obviously comedy clubs aren't on the list. Oh yeah, uh, it's I mean <laughs> like it's yeah it's it's just because it's and also you're just too packed in you know I get it yeah like, I totally and I don't know dude I, I it's be and that's like I, I have no idea when sports are gonna come back I I don't I can't imagine going to a live sporting event until I have until there's a vaccination and it's mm-hmm. in my fucking veins you know what I mean like that's. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, you're going to really sit next to four people just coughing and sneezing, you know, we're 30. Like, it just, yeah, there's no, especially during the winter time, you know, I can't imagine going to see a live NFL game. I was yeah. like, I was thinking about that because uh, the week that the week that everything shut down that Monday. So it, it like, I think the NBA season was canceled by like that Wednesday night uh, because I remember yeah. I was at a concert, but on the Monday night I was at like a metal concert. I was at the Devin Townsend concert and people were just like packed in and, and those general admission shows where people are just like leaning on each other and bumping into each other. And like, right. I cannot imagine that surviving either until there's a, a vaccination because you're yeah. in as close quarters as you can get. Yeah. And we so were, we're, we're vaccinations, what probably another year away at best. That's what they say. Yeah. yeah and we were yeah. talking about this, um, uh, uh, with South by that was canceled. It was kind of the first big giant event that was canceled. Uh, and there were a lot of people, you know, here in Austin thinking that, you know, Oh, the show could go on. It won't be that bad, but I don't, have you ever been to South by Jerry? You know, I went, uh, once as an, actually as a comedian, this was before all these shitty fucking dickhead alt comics took it over and there was no room anymore. <laughs> it was just before all these famous, like, Oh, let's go to South by and do a show. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's great. Take it away for people who need it. But yeah, like, um, I had actually, I had headlined the Velveeta room during South by Southwest. Right. This is like a long, it's probably the first time I headlined the Velve and it was during South by Southwest. And it was awesome because it was, it was South by Southwest was still amazing but it hasn't it hadn't gotten like bat shit crazy yet does that make sense like it was probably less corporate was, and stuff it, yeah so i remember i did a show and then after the late show i just walked to stubs mm-hmm. and got to and and saw los lobos my favorite one of my favorite bands I mean, it, you know what i mean like it was just mm-hmm. and it was one of those things where you could do that kind of shit you know like yeah. it wasn't it wasn't that like, and then by the time I I was in Austin for another South by Southwest, and I just avoided it like the plague. You know what I mean? Because it was. I, I remember I tried to go. Oh, let me go see what it's like, and it was just a nightmare. I was like, okay, never mind. Well, that that's the thing that that I'm I'm curious if that can ever come back to to the to the way it was because Cody and I have been going for the past shit ten years almost. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Um, yeah. I mean, it's been a a, a pretty. Uh, you know, steadily growing affair. And I mean, you are fucking like nuts to butts with people. Oh yeah. Everywhere you go. It's you, you you, like if you, if if you went to one concert 
in South by Southwest, just one in the past, like you said, 10 years, you have probably unknowingly me too, like 45 people. You know what I mean? Like you have done something horrific, like, Oh Jesus. You know? And like, it, it just, it's yeah, it's fucking, you've definitely- I, 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 <laughs> I can't imagine that ever coming back. I don't know I, what's going to happen. Like, I, yeah, seriously. I, I mean that, you know, and even the whole festival thing too. the, I mean the music festival thing too, uh, you know, they're already pretty sketchy hygiene wise. Yeah. Oh uh, my God. Was it uh, the last Coachella? It was like gonorrhea fest or something like that. I heard. <laughs> yeah. It's like I mean, which that is like a blessing. Like if you, I mean, like, yeah, give me gonorrhea over this COVID shit, you know. But yeah, like it's. Uh, at I mean, least my I, grandmother won't die. I can't give it. I can't give gonorrhea to my grandmother. And if I did, I'd be a monster. You know. So like, there's there's way more problems. You don't have to life. self. You're not gonna give it to many old people. Hopefully, <laughs> right? Yeah. There's a yeah, I mean in in shit. I I think both Jared and I every year at South by I I have some kind of illness when I leave every year. I get a, a cold yeah. or the flu or something like it's yeah. it is the germiest possible place. Yeah, because you got some Swedish guy coughing in your mouth and shit. Like <laughs> right. it, you, you just can't avoid it because there's too much. There's it's too close yes. quarters. Yep. It, it, oh man. And here's and and to think about that. Like again. Like I can't. I, w- I don't know if I'm ever going to feel or if anyone is going to feel that comfortable ever again going to, co- you know, any of those things. It's even if, okay, there's a vaccination. Yeah, but you could still get it. Let's say you're not vaccinated, whatever. Like it's it, – this is like – I don't know. It's 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 going to be scary to see. And as for comedians, like I was also thinking like, well, you know, well, I'll, I'll get back to work in a couple of months. But then you also realize, well – Maybe not because what if there, there's also a chance that this fear of, of, of large gatherings for a while, like maybe Kevin Hart just says, fuck it, I'll do the improvs. You know, oh, I, yeah. probably, I can't go do a theater. You know what I mean? Like if I, I mean, of course I would sell out an arena in seconds, but if nobody wants to go see me in that large of a venue, well then fuck it. I'll just spend a year doing the improvs or so, you know what I mean? Like, so if right. something like that, if him and Chappelle just start doing, you know, if if Bill Burr, they're all just doing improvs again, <laughs> then it's like, okay, well, uh, it's another line I got to wait in the back of now, you know, like that's yeah, maybe, so it's gonna be maybe, maybe there's sh- maybe there's room at the park I can go yeah exactly in. like yeah I'll just do that like oh man I'll just go do ten minutes at a karaoke night I'll just you know <laughs> sign up for a song and tell jokes instead like leave so, a tip uh, jar. Are you are you dreading the uh, the onslaught of uh, uh, isolation material that's going to come out of this? Um, look, I, here's I was thinking about that because you know, of course, I because I the thing I've been trying to do is still write. Like I'm still right. trying to write, and but I'm really not doing any of that material. Not that I'm against it because it's going to happen, and you can't really get too mad at that because. It was like uh, uh, Greg Giraldo, who I was very fortunate to become friends with kind of near the end of his life. And uh, and we we were talking. He had a great line where someone uh, – I forgot who it was, but a comedian was kind of bitching to him about how every comic has a To Catch a Predator joke. This is obviously when To Catch a Predator was a massive show, right? Yeah. And – Every comic had a joke about it. And the guy who, and the guy said, like, you believe this? Just everyone's doing this. And Geraldo had a great line. He goes, well, what? So something's a cultural phenomenon and we can't talk about it. 
You know, so I get where I get that point, right? So I get it. It this is taken over the world. So I don't have any problem with all the, with a bunch of comedians who are obviously going to be doing, you know, the same topics. I you know just hope it's original and good. It's like how I don't think there's anything wrong with Tiger King jokes because it's a train wreck of a show, right? But right. what's annoying is just it's really less jokes and just morons dressing like him and posting <laughs> that. And you're like, well, okay, that's that's what I hope it doesn't become, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, I hope I it gotcha. doesn't just become the same old shit. Like, but if it's, you know, if people are, of course, we're gonna have to talk about it a little bit, right? Because yeah, that, that's know. the thing I was curious about is if is if, and, and I don't know that obligation is the right word, but like. Are, are people going to be coming to clubs expecting you to address, you know, this big thing right. that's going on? Like, is it like, or is there something where people want to hear like, oh, what's this person's take on this massive world event? Yeah, it's, it's what sucks about stand up is that it's 50 50. It really is. Half the people there are going to want you to address the elephant that's in the planet. And then the other half are like, I want to get away from this. Right. So that's why I'm here, because maybe this guy will just talk about his dick for an hour, whatever, you know, like, so it's it is this weird. And again, I think if you can just make it funny, you're fine. Right. But if you fall into the just doing the obvious shit, then it's like, ah, whatever. Like it's and this isn't even a. I mean, I just I think and of course, the joke has already been made. But my first thought when this happened, I was thinking about tweeting it. But I saw there's only like 20 tweets about it. But it was like, you know. How I think the biggest the first the, okay besides the administration who did nothing right I think the the second biggest people that look dumb right now are all the sci-fi authors who said batteries and bullets would be the most valuable thing during this kind of <laughs> and not toilet paper who didn't come I mean toilet paper is that is far more like like that is what everybody's hoarding it's so fucking wild to see what people would actually do when the shit hits the fan and it's no pun intended but toilet paper like, you know what I, that it, reminds I was just gonna say I wrote it. I wrote a short sci-fi script like in college about that. About toilet, really about about yeah. I mean, it was dumb and we never produced it, but it was. <laughs> you I, called maybe, it. I I've just realized I called it twenty five years called ago. It. Look at this. <laughs> See where were you? It, it, it's funny. I know. It's like Fuck. That, uh, <laughs> you had this. It if was I, like if a, I, did you. If that was a Simpsons episode, it would have been in the lexicon. Oh, yeah, everyone, see this? He called it. <laughs> you know, because I saw funny, uh, not funny, but just a sad. It's funny because funny in the odd sense of how true it became. But do you see that dude, that twit, that tweet that kind of started going viral where about three years ago, a guy said uh, Trump's Katrina is going to be a pandemic? Um, I didn't know. Yeah, three years ago, a guy tweeted that he tweeted Trump's pandemic. He goes, Trump's Katrina will be something like a virus or a pandemic. He called it. It's fucking insane. And uh, yeah, but uh, it's just, but you have to address. Uh, okay, this is a great example. Like, you, I don't know if y'all know this, but uh, there was a guy named Von Meter who, in the fifties and sixties. Uh, literally was one of the most popular comedians on the planet. The reason that his material that you've never heard of him, right? The reason that nobody quotes his jokes is because he was only popular because he did a dead on impression of JFK. That was it. Oh. He would, he would put out albums of just a conversation with a comedy album of him just saying goofy shit as JFK. And they, it would go to number one, right? <laughs> like he would just, he made and uh, and when Kennedy got assassinated, 
Lenny Bruce was doing a show in New York City. And of course, Lenny Bruce was known for being the irreverent envelope pusher, right? And so he walked out the night that it happened in Dallas. Lenny Bruce walked on stage in New York. And and it was just, it's a great story because he just paused. He looked very sad and he grabbed the microphone and he goes, wow, man, Von Meter, huh? That guy's done. And that was, (laughs) and like, and it was just, and it got this huge pop. Because it did, it was this clever take that nobody saw coming. You know what I mean? And he addressed the elephant in the room. He got it out of the way. And then he went on with his show. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it is, it's, there is that weird fine line of like, when do you talk about it? Do you want to talk about it too much? Like, you know, if someone has an hour on the pandemic, great. But if it's terrible, that nobody's going to want to sit through that and be reminded. You know what I mean? Like, so that would basically be like if we lost John Madden and what would Frank Caliendo do? Right. right yeah, exactly. Like that guy. Yeah, exactly, right. Like, what's he going to do? It's going to fucking, he better hope Gruden wins another Super Bowl. You know, like he's going to be fucking like, if anyone's going to be pulling for the Raiders, it's going to be him after Madden dies. So, so as a, as a standup, would you, would you be concerned with how well that content would age? I mean, cause if you look at, like, if you go back now and look at some of the political humor of the 2000s, you're like shit. That was seems like ancient history now. Like if you look at like oh a Louis, right, like a Lewis Black or something now, you're like God. What were we worried about back then? It, it's fascinating, right? And that that's another reason why I'm gonna. I mean, if I come up, if I have a joke that I think will really work, I'll do it. But I'm gonna try to stay away from that. You know, a little bit just for that reason. I like. I mean, and it's it's almost impossible to do. But I kind of I, I always want my stand up to be something that people would still find funny 10 years later. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that, you know, like, and it, it would be hard if it's, you know, just, you know, like, yeah. It, it, and then again, it, it would have to be really good because I don't want an album like, Oh, Hey, this guy's got a whole hour. Remember when grandma and grandpa died 10 years ago <laughs> you yeah. know, when, when they still had about, they still had about 20 years left in them, but they died because of that virus. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen to this. Cause so, some dipshit yeah. went to, went to Cabo for the, for right. spring break. And- <laughs> yeah. This, a bunch of morons in Florida were just out there. Like it was, yeah. So I, I have a quick – so one thing I was thinking about was um, was how the, you know, the quarantine or the social distancing or whatever was impacting different kinds of, uh, of artists and how – I think right now what you're seeing is that musicians are actually doing okay because musicians can go out and live stream their performances. They can write and record and release and do all of that stuff. But with with stand up, you can't really do that. You can't like put your unfinished or unpolished material out there. Or, and also, you know, if you live stream something, you're not getting any feedback from anything. Yeah, you're not I, hearing I, laughs or anything like that. So, uh, and I, I, just to ask, I, I, what I was wondering was like, how how is writing material going without the ability to kind of test it out? Well, it's a great question because you do worry about that, like. Um, and I, I, I've seen comedians do Zoom shows. I haven't seen the shows. I've seen that they're doing them. I just don't know how that's going to go, right? Like, again, like, I, I just, I, I, I would, I couldn't do it. Like, if, even if it was the best joke on earth, I thought, and I told it, and like, let's say I bounce it off my girlfriend and she doesn't even chuckle, I'm devastated. You know what I mean? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. uh oh, oh, fuck. So I couldn't imagine. And so what I, I guess, you're just going to have to follow your gut, you know, and just like, look, you want to, 
it's the same idea as before. It's just, it's going to be a lot longer to test it, but you obviously write jokes that you would find funny, right? And then you hope you can sell it in a way that other people who might not find it funny would find it funny too. And that is just, I'm just going to write, have it all ready to go. And it's, it's, you know, there's going to be no way to tell. So the first couple of sets when this is all over might be horrific because I'm just throwing shit that I have no idea but, I, you know, you would think, knock on wood, I hope that I've been doing it long enough that I can kind of, you know, be at least make it okay. You know what I mean? And then uh, and then see what works and what doesn't and go from there. But it is – it's going to be like this limbo that you're walking into once all this is over of like, oh, shit, we'll see how this goes, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm curious how that – this to, we're recording this before this airs, but uh, the uh, comedy gives back – uh, live stream that's yeah. happening. Um, I, I'm curious how that goes. I, I don't know. Um, I don't know what sort of audience. I, I don't know what to expect. I mean, is this? Have you heard anything about this from anyone? Do you I know anyone that's doing I, it. No, I don't. Like all I know is, is how are they going to cut checks for every comic that's out of work? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I don't. I just. I just worry that it's bullshit, and they're. It's just you know, like okay, they're just gonna. All the famous people that do it are just gonna give money to the guys that open for them. Like that's what I. <laughs> you know, like that's kind of what I think is gonna happen. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, mean, it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I, I will see. I mean, I. I don't know. Like I. I guess with Zoom, it, I don't even have that fucking app. But apparently. It's you could just have an entire meeting of people in all different places, right? Yeah. Is that kind of yeah. so? I mean, I guess I think you're going to see comedians just performing with head headphones on now, so they can hear all the laughter. I, I don't know. I guess like it was it was funny though, but I saw some comic was doing uh, booking a Zoom show, and they mentioned that they had a heckler, and I thought like, <laughs> how miserable do you have to be? How miserable do you have to be to heckle a fucking Zoom show? Like, and, then, and then plus it's got that little tiny bit of lag. So it's just fucks everything up. Just enough. Oh, it's got to be brutal. Yeah. So, it, yeah, like I I don't know. Like I, I, I'm going to have to try to get my hands and see one of these Zoom things and see if it's even worth exploring as an idea. Like I have no I don't know. It's it's uh, it's but it's probably something we're going to have to get used to for a little bit. If you want to flex those muscles and start. You know, doing, you know, you know, doing it again. Like I just, that's why I do every night I twitch on stream because at least I'm still trying to make people laugh. It's not the same, but at least I still have that. Okay. I could just try to make a joke every couple of seconds here while I'm playing this old video game. Like that's kind of how it, you know. You have to do something to keep your fucking, you know, uh, well, I mean, muscles going. It seems to me like, uh, you know, the audience is conditioned for like differently for, podcasts and stand-up like if you could if if you move the stand-up to more of a podcast platform which i would that's what i would call zoom is more of like a live podcast Mm -hmm. situation i think and it's what it's closest to i wonder i i'm again i haven't seen any live stand-up done this way i just wonder how people react to that since it's a lot of stand-up if i don't know if you agree with this it feels like the setting and you know the mindset is a big part of it uh, yeah, it's, it is. It's, I mean, and you can, you know, you can make something out of nothing. Like there are times where you do a show and it's in some bar and there's four people, mm-hmm. but it can, you, it, sometimes that can be great, you know, because those four people are really into it and whatever. And if it's a small enough venue, it doesn't seem that 
awful. But I, but it's all live though. At least they're right there and, and you can interact with them easier. And like you said, there's no lag like there is in a Zoom thing. So I, yeah, that's why, uh, I just, I have no idea how that works. I'm curious to see. And then I would have to like really watch like eight or nine of them and then go, okay, do I even want to try to fuck with this? Because it doesn't seem like, I guess I'm more of a purist and that just doesn't seem like a pure form of stand up. You know what I mean? It just seems like a weird tweak on it, which I guess is necessary, but. So, so you've also been able to to keep the the podcast going um, as well. But I, I, what I'm curious about is is does this offer any offer you any opportunity to do things that are outside of the realm of stand up but are still in the realm of comedy, like any sort of long form writing or sc- screenplay writing or anything like like Have you explored or thought about any kind of other things that you could be doing since you don't have you know obviously you're not traveling for shows you're not performing sure. in the evening so like has have you found anything to fill that void or, or like maybe dip your toes into yeah on, honestly it's been um just again writing more jokes uh that i hope i can tell like, soon and doing this youtube i started a youtube channel where i kind of talk about old video games and i so i spend most nights playing the game that i'm going to record right and it, it's weird it's, it's almost like a mystery science theater for me because i just why play it over and over again and then just start writing down jokes. It's weird. It's like a monologue, right? And so that has helped a lot. Like that has really, yeah. And then of course there's a couple of other ideas I've been kicking around about like, you know, a buddy of mine, you know, I'd always tell him all the crazy shit that's happened to me on the road. And he was like, you should fucking write this down. And so I started, wrote it down a while ago and I'm actually starting to go over it again and look at all that. And, you know, yeah, like it's, it is, it is helped just make myself go, yeah, let's actually work on other shit that you always wanted to work on, but, you know, was just too busy with stand-up. Yeah. So let's let's transition a little bit to the to the other part of, of yes. this uh, nonsense, which is uh, getting into the recommendation part in streaming. So first off, uh, what, what have you been, you know, outside of streaming and with streaming, how have you been filling the time that you've had, the downtime that you've had, and... Uh, and is there anything in particular that you've been hooked on or watching or any revelations? Um, man, uh, <laughs> uh, my girlfriend watches the dumbest fucking reality shows, but <laughs> I, and I'm getting hooked on them. Right. Oh, like, no. uh, but yeah, I've been, I've been doing a lot of like just the star Wars clone Wars shit that I always wanted to watch, but never did, which mm-hmm. everyone said like, they're actually way better than the prequels. You should watch this. And so, and they are, you know, as childish and cartoonish as they are, they're better than the prequels. So it's like, all right, like I've been kind of watching some of that stuff. Just, uh, a lot of Narcos Mexico. My girlfriend, I love that fucking show. It's been great. And yeah, just, I mean, I'm also trying to catch up on shit that I just missed the first time around, you know, stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like watching movies that I just never got a chance to watch and I always wanted to, things like that for sure. Yeah. yeah uh, so have you, you've, uh, did we talk, we talked, we mentioned Tiger King. Is that one of the ones you've, you partaken in or partook in? Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, I saw it. It was, you know, it's. I mean, it's. Look, it's. It's fine. It's. It's. I mean, of I course, it's, like- it's funny because it, you're just watching. Look, here's the thing: dumb white trash is always going to be funny. Oh god, like yes. it's just it will always be funny. Stupid white trash shit will always be hilarious, and I get that's why it's so huge. Just because you know, it's just it. They just concentrated dumb white trash into a vial and just like the boom here it is and <laughs> yeah i mean it's a yeah. it's very much a, like a microcosm of i think what 
what's wrong with the country right now. Oh yeah, it's uh, <laughs> like it, it, because like, it's not it's just a like... bunch of dirtbags fighting. <laughs> <laughs> right and, and then these poor fucking animals like can't we just make a documentary about somebody going in there and rescue him from those fucking psychos you know what i mean like just get all those fucking animals out of there like that's uh, that should be i'd watch that more like uh funny inside thing though uh from uh cody and i's fellow podcast partner eddie pence um so he does a show um, with a comedian friend of his who's from that part of Florida that uh, Carol Baskin is from, right? Yeah. And this is something they failed to mention in the documentary. But when she met her husband, the one that died mysteriously, that's gone, right? When right. she met him, she was walking. She said she was walking down Dakota, I think. And Eddie's friend was like, yeah, she was a prostitute. That's where you go get a prostitute is Dakota. <laughs> and it's just, it makes sense when you look at her backstory, like all this abuse and running away from home and all that, you know? So it's like, yeah, no shit. That was so, yeah. So that's something they oddly omitted <laughs> was that <laughs> that street she was walking up and down is where prostitutes walk up and down. So mm. yeah, that was uh, interesting. I wonder why that's extra. the thing that they left out. Right, they kept everything else, right? Like they, I mean, jeez. I, you know, the biggest revelation for that show was that A, Tony Montana was based on a dude, and that guy's still fucking alive. That was what was the weirdest thing about that show, about Tiger King. I always thought, I, I thought the weirdest thing was how quickly uh, some straight dudes would go marry a, a gay man for, gay I guy. guess, meth and a pet. Pet Met to the tiger, yeah. Hey, dude, you'll do anything to pet it to to go ha- to go hang out with a tiger and do meth. <laughs> <laughs> you'll fuck that guy. Like that's how. Like, and it's not. And he, it's not even like he's some, you know, Adonis. You know, it's not. Like, <laughs> you know, it's it's not like it's the Rock. So you know, you have protection if shit goes bad. It's not that. It's this fucking guy who can't even walk straight. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah, like, I, I, I think I think the real uh, the real hero uh, of it all ends up being the the dude that was the uh, campaign manager. Oh yeah. Uh, yes. The- oh, that guy was hol- the Walmart guns clerk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who's like, tech- I'm a libertarian, so technically fuck the feds. <laughs> right. That was the wasn't wasn't didn't he have the line like the line of this series that was something like I knew he was batshit from our conversations at Walmart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would yeah, that was yeah. the best thing. I the, yeah, right. Like it, I, what I don't understand is how charismatic is that guy to get like a Walmart gun guy to be like, all right, I'll be your campaign manager for president. <laughs> like, the, <laughs> yeah, sure. All right, man. Like I oh. believe in it. I think he has a chance. Yeah. It's, well, that guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so I'm gonna go quickly here and uh, tell the listeners how this kind of works. So, we have some sort of format. We'll see if we stick to it or if we just get bored of it. But um, <laughs> the way that it works is that uh, every every time we have a guest on, uh, we're going to get information on um, what streaming services they have what kind of stuff they're into, what kind of stuff they're in the mood for. And then Jared and I will each uh, come up with a recommendation based on that. And uh, we will uh, fight to the death to get that recommendation. <laughs> and then uh, and then what the, our guests will do is uh, in time between the first and second episode, if we do two episodes, uh, we'll come back and uh, discuss what happened. And, uh, and uh, we'll have a, a, a meaningless point system that will determine who is the... <laughs> Who is the best uh, recommender of movies? And then All also, right. yeah, and then also the other way, our guest is going to recommend us something that maybe we haven't seen or haven't seen.
seen in a while, and uh, okay. we'll talk about that too. So, uh, so Jerry, it's pressure. Yeah. So let's hear first and foremost, uh, what streaming services do you use or utilize a lot? Pretty much. Okay. So it was it was this perfect storm when my girlfriend moved in with me because she has Amazon Prime, and then I have the other shit. I think I have pretty much. All of them except uh, the CBS All Access and uh, the YouTube one. I have the Hulu. Mm. I have Hulu with Showtime. I got the HBO one, Netflix, uh, Shutter, the horror one. Oh yeah, and okay. yeah. So those are I think, and then, and then she's got Amazon Prime. So we have most bases covered. I don't think we have Apple. Oh, or which I might want to get just for that Beastie Boys documentary, but yeah, oh, like, yeah. Uh, they're giving but, away yeah. subscriptions to that like candy too. Oh, I might have to look into that then. Yeah, because that that. But so yeah, we're most of them with the exception. I guess the major ones that we don't have are the Apple one and the YouTube one. Okay. Okay. All right. And the and, CBS and the CBS. And so, what would you say that? Um, and this is a two parter, really. But but what kind of you know, movies do you find yourself uh, sort of drawn to? And, and is there anything that you've been in the mood for as you're in quarantine? Like, you know, some people I've heard, you know, are getting bored and want to be mentally stimulated with something, right. uh, you know, in, intense. And then some people are just like, I can't handle anything other than, you know, mindless entertainment. So this, you know, where do you where do you stand on that? And, uh, and, and what are you into? This is sad, but it's the same shit I always was into. This quarantine, if anyone was built for it, it let me tell you, I, I, this is no different from my life before I had a girlfriend and my life when I'm on the road. I just stay home and, you know, like when I'm, it was funny, but when that psycho shot up everybody in Vegas a couple of years ago, they had said, they're like, well, the biggest warning sign was he had his do not disturb on his door like the whole week. And I'm like, yeah, that's me. Like, that's, you know, like that's me every time wow. I'm in Vegas. I don't fucking, I don't want to talk to anybody. I just want to stay in my room and play video games. I go, I get out to eat and then, then go do my show. And then I'm back, back in my room. So like, I, uh, it's like I remember the last. That's how I like that. The, I think the first time I did Vegas for a full week a couple of years ago, like I that's how I watched all of Breaking Bad. I was in heaven. I was just fucking watch. I just saw Breaking Bad beginning oh, yeah. to end that week. The whole thing. It was amazing. Like it's so that I've been. Kind Damn, of that's the a same that is a marathon. Holy shit! Oh yeah, I, but it was so good. How could you no, stop? I, I agree. Yeah, no, I it was. I I, I talked to so many people uh, leading up to that final season that were doing that, like watching the first. Five seasons, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Before the sixth one premiered, and yeah, I just, I, I damn, that's a, <laughs> that's a, it's a great ride, but shit, that's a, yeah. that's an intense but it, one. Uh, but it's easy to do if you just wake up to go eat, <laughs> come back, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. lie down for five more hours watching Breaking Bad on your iPad, go do a show, get dinner, same thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> like stay up until like three in the morning watching it. Like that's. <laughs> Oh man. But so yeah, I've been um I mean it is it is fun just watching like I saw a really funny movie uh and I didn't know what it was going to be like, but I I was curious to see it before quarantine and then when quarantine happened, I saw it was on Hulu, but that movie Tim Heidecker made about running for uh oh, yeah. district attorney. Mr. We weren't America. big fans of it. We weren't big fans of it. It was a little too I thought sincere. it was pretty- it, I, like, look, I loved it. Here, here's where it got me. I was like, yeah, "This is all right." It was, you know, whatever. But what killed me was when he when he has the meeting. Yeah. When he has that little yeah. when oh, he's yeah, talking yeah. to the people in the hotel room and the fucking Neil Hamburger guy is just fucking <laughs> with him. Like oh, that dude. was. Yeah. That uh, was great. Uh, Greg yeah, Turkington. He, he's he is yes. by far the best part of the movie. 
I had yes, to tell Cody. I had to tell. Great. I had to tell Cody that the Shaggy Da was a real movie. He didn't believe me. <laughs> that, that I've actually that I've actually seen. It's That's like a, so it's, funny. Yeah. yeah I, uh, the mo- the movie was a bit i mean the the thing about it was it was so it it is a continuation of on cinema at the cinema where See, i didn't know that that's where they yeah. they play they play like a Cisco and Ebert thing right yeah 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 and yeah. and that has like like years and years of like baked storyline that enhances the movie and i think that a lot of it was missing cuz cuz like they kind of give cliff notes on it uh, inside the right. movie, but like it, it, right. you, you know, you're missing years and years of groundwork, and and I and I thought that a lot of it was was funny though. I though uh, the the Greg Turkington stuff by far was oh, like him tremendous. just antagonizing antagonizing him during <laughs> that, that meeting was, was really that funny. Was, that was <laughs> that that's what sold it. I'm like, okay, it, it, that put me over was that scene. I'm like, all right, I like it. You know, like I was kind of like, yeah, I think because I remember watching it, going, is there something I'm missing? You know what I mean? It feels like um, it feels like you're watching Ant Man having seen none of the MCU, and you're like, "Wait, what, what's going on?" You know, like that was a little bit like, "Wait, hold on," you know, like, but yeah. And for anyone out also, there who wants to watch, that is called Mister America. Mister America. Yeah. It's it's him um, running for for uh, district attorney of some San Bernardino. Yeah, San Bernardino. Yeah. And, and I also really loved the uh, the little parody of the fire festival. That was pretty good too. But, I did. Yeah. I did like his campaign signs that he threw out yeah. there. Uh, we like, have a rat like problem. Get, yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, th- yeah, that gag of them putting it in the restaurant was really funny. That was good. That, yeah, that was good. Uh, um, yeah, and and but, so um, yeah, it's a lot. I'm watching a ton. Yeah. So so I think what we'll do is we'll go ahead and get into our recommendations. Um, right. uh, Jerry, do you want to go ahead and start? Sure. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Oh, sorry, Jerry. I heard you say Jerry. Sorry, Jared. I just oh, cock blocked you right. completely. <laughs> I, I. Yeah. It's it's a uh, very uh, similar naming. And man, <laughs> that remind the the remind. I hate personally. No offense. I hate being called Jerry. Cause oh right. It, yeah. People do it all the time. And uh, when I I the first time I got to meet Conan O'Brien, I shook his hand and. He said, oh, what's your name? And I said, Jared. And he said, hey, Jerry, how you doing? And I oh, oh, sucked. Uh, anyway. What a dick. I hear you, man. What a dick. No, I feel your pain, man. No, you. anyway. Um, so so my recommendation is going to be, so it's, it's not on the streaming services you described, but it is on a free streaming service called Tubi, if you've ever used Tubi. Um, it's an ad supported, so you, you, the movie's gonna have ads in it. And that's tubi.tv okay. is the URL, right? Yeah, t t u b i, and uh, okay. there's there's smart TV apps, um, for it. Uh, it's actually a really great app. It's got some. Uh, sorry, it's tubi t tubitv.com t u b i tv dot com. Um, so this is a this is a uh, uh f- first of all, you've seen King of Kong, right, Jerry? I assume. Brilliant, loved it. You, have you seen uh, uh, some of the other ancillary stuff that's related, like chasing ghosts? No, no. Okay, well, this is uh, this is another thing that 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 you could kind of consider a spinoff of uh, King of Kong, as it features uh, Billy Mitchell. Oh, and it features Billy Mitchell and Walter Day of Twin oh, Galaxies. Oh shit! <laughs> so it's uh, it's called. <laughs> I, I saw this at Fantastic Fest in 2015. Uh, okay. For its premiere, it's called Man vs. Snake, The Long and Twisted Tale of Nibbler. And it's about a video game called Nibbler, which is okay. uh, um, 
<laughs> sort of like, do you remember uh, the old Nokia phones, the snake the game? Snake thing, yeah, sure. It's, yeah, it's basically that in a in a in a stand up arcade form, and it's about this guy named. <laughs> no joke, Tim McVeigh. No relation to the oh, God. city bomber. Jesus, <laughs> who um, who had a uh, a a world record uh, on this game uh, that he uh, had in the eighties. It's a it's it's a pretty obscure game. I had never actually heard of it right. until uh, this documentary came out. And they actually the Fantastic Fest is held at the Alamo Draft House here in in Austin and they had uh put up a cabinet in the in the lobby during the the premiere. Oh, that's cool. So I actually cool. got to play it and it's pretty freaking hard. Yeah. Um one of the big things about So this about guy it, is it's pretty impressive then that this guy was able to get a world record on it. Right. And one of the one of the things about it is you can actually marathon the game. Oh. So uh it has uh this huh. weird um um like tendency to like you can the 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 uh, the snake can move without getting killed for a certain amount of time. Okay. So like you can take breaks. Hmm. Like you can schedule breaks in when you know when that's going to happen. Because the 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 high score actually goes to like it crosses over to the billions. That's oh one my of the God. earliest video games. So you literally that. could if you knew if you knew what you were doing in the right moment, you could like go grab lunch and then come back Cor- and pick correct. up. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he wow. could go. Um, uh, you know, they, this is like over something like seventy-two hours. He wow. does. He he achieves the record. Anyway, uh, um, not to not to explain too much about it, but it, it's it's similar in vain to to uh, King of Kong. There's not much rivalry going on. Billy Mitchell's yeah. not the you know not the antagonist of this story. <laughs> How could no... he not be? Just him <laughs> showing up, he would be right. I mean, it's it's like uh, with him and uh, and Walter Day, it's like a, a whole Marvel Cinematic Universe thing going on. <laughs> right. with, uh, <laughs> these guys showing up, but uh, uh, this this guy Tim McVeigh is he's a really nice guy. Uh, you know, as the film portrays him, he's kind of he's an older guy. Uh, you know, not in the best of health. So actually beating this record is like physically taxing on him. Um but but it's it's a great wow. it's a it's a great companion piece to something like the King of Kong. Yeah. Uh, okay. And, and and Chasing Ghosts if you if you can ever track Chasing Ghosts down, uh that's a great one too. Chasing um, Ghosts. But that's Pac-Man. Uh, well, it, it's more about uh, um the kind of dawn of the arcade culture. They basically yeah. they're they're going to recreate this photo. This old Twin oh, Galaxies photo that 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 Billy Mitchell was in when he was like seventeen or whatever, right? Yeah, like yeah, the yeah. Show King of Con- yeah, okay, all right. Anyway, this huh. is uh, this is uh, this is available on Tubi for free, so you can watch the whole movie okay. uh, on TubiTV.com. And also, there's apps for your smartphone and for your smart TV. You know, it's funny how you said the guy's name is Tim McVeigh because literally. Every single person in King of Kong looks like they could be behind a bomb. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. they all look. Every single one of them. Like if you told me that that Walter Day guy had like planned fourteen different bombs and fourteen different government buildings, I'd be like, yeah, of course he did. Look at him. You know? Oh yeah, he has like those old, like that fucking collection of old newspapers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, did, did Cody tell you I met him and Billy Mitchell? No. Where so. At? It, it was a retro game convention in okay. Pasadena, California. Andre and I, my girlfriend and I, we go, and we had I had just shown her King of Kong like a few months before, and I think she's she's like, I just heard her go something like, "No fucking way!" And then we turn around, and there they were, and like Billy Mitchell had on, I believe, an American flag suit. 
or it was an all white suit with like an American flag tie or something stupid like that. And Walter Day was in a stupid fucking referee outfit, and like they were, I got they were selling uh, King of Kong posters that Billy Mitchell would then autograph, and then uh, and Walter Day, and then Billy Mitchell was selling like his hot sauce. <laughs> like his fucking wing sauce. It was so fucking... Walter Day. Re- Walter Day reminds me of uh, that uh, that Bhagavan Antle guy in uh, in in Tiger oh, King. Oh my god! Like <laughs> like this guy might be a cult leader. Like he's very like he's got that vibe to him. See, I think he would be the 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 like second in command. Right, like I think, I think so, like he would be like the 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 uh, the lackey of Baghdad, right? Like he would yeah, definitely like be in that cult. fake authority figure. Right, he would be like the 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 guy that you talk to first, you know. But oh, the, if, or the, if it needs to get escalated, you go. Up the there. guy that fi- the guy that makes it out alive and actually like right. testifies against him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Jerry, there's there's one more part to that story uh, that you should mention, which is I, I believe it is the people that Billy had with him. Oh my God. So he just, and they didn't say a word. They both were like, there's the dorkiest looking dudes you could imagine. But for whatever reason, pretty warm outside. And they were just full on black leather trench coats. Just, they just, (laughs) it, it, it was the saddest entourage you'll ever see in your life. Like it was just like, who the fuck are these guys just hanging around? It was so fucking weird. And he was just sitting there playing Donkey Kong. They had a they had a Donkey Kong cabinet, and he was just there playing. And people were like, "Oh, we're getting to see Billy Mitchell play Donkey Kong." You know, it was so fucking stupid. Man, that's like watching Michael Jordan just take off from just, the free throw yeah, line in practice. It takes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really was. I, by by the way, uh, I I don't know. Like, I mean, I'm I'm not a big uh, Twitch person. Yeah. And I get the 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 sense of it, but is there anything more boring than watching someone play video games in person? No, I, that's why. Like when I do the Twitch thing, I try, I only keep it to like thirty minutes. Right. Some of these people Twitch for three fucking hours. I do thirty minutes, and I do a quick game. I'm not going to do a game where you have to walk around and fucking explore, you know. <laughs> and so and, and so the whole time you're just like, oh, well, I wonder what's over here. Oh, 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 I wonder what that is. Like, you know, like, yeah, and, and, yeah, no, no, no. I try to make it more just Super Mario World, something that there's a lot of yeah, shit going yeah, on yeah, at yeah. all times. You know what I mean? Like, there's, there's always shit happening. Like, that's, that's what I, cause yeah, I can, I don't understand people watching. Like, I get bored playing Minecraft. I get bored when I'm playing it and building a fucking house. I can't imagine watching somebody build a fucking house. Real quick, speaking of video game documentaries, there's one. It's okay. It's just weird. It's just called Not for Resale. And it's about kind of the the death of the physical video game. You know, how everything is just kind of download now. Okay, you know? yeah. And it's an interesting documentary, but it's it's worth watching for one scene. And I'm not, this is not going to be my pick because I'm not going to make you guys watch something for one scene. <laughs> but there's what, there's some guy who is like a video game historian and he's giving it, he, he also produced the movie and that's why he's in it a lot, you know, and he's like, and he's, he's talking and he's, he's telling everyone like, and so the, the scene that you see him in, the little, his little set is, I guess, his living room or something. And he's just got like a massive, like three giant Ikea billies, if you can imagine, just next to each other. And they're just filled with original Nintendo games. 
And nice. he goes, you know, I brought it. He was, I guess, kind of lamenting what it's done to his life being a collector. And he goes, yeah, I brought, I was on a, I brought a date back. And she looked at this and was like, oh, my God, you're like the 40-year-old virgin. And then he goes, and he goes, yeah, never talk to her again. And he said it like he was being cool. And I'm like, oh, she must have been devastated. You know what I mean? Like, oh, God. Yeah, I bet she. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, sure, she ended up fucking a San Diego Padre. But let's see him beat Battletoads. You know, like, that was like, it was just the, the arrogance. It, it was so perfectly like that, you know, not meant to be funny, but was hilarious. Because he was actually trying to act like he, he came out the winner in that scenario. But... <laughs> The, like, the, speaking of of old shit uh video games like that have you ever seen jerry a uh a game show called starcade starcade that sounds very familiar it was an I, er, so like it it was an early 80s game show yes it was trying to be like they had no idea how to like incorporate video games and oh it's hosted by like an old man uh i i I, ha- I remember rec- this. Recently, yes. I saw it streaming on uh, a Shout Factory. I don't know if it's streaming anywhere right now, um, but God, it's so it's such a weird relic of of when people had no fucking clue what to do with video games. <laughs> it's like it's like watching uh, if you watch Superman three and you're like a supercomputer. Oh no! <laughs> right, gonna, right, right, right. It's gonna it's gonna turn an ugly lady into a cyborg. Uh, but this is a. Uh, this is like it's literally hosted by an old man, <laughs> and it's got like cheesy game show music, and like they the the <laughs> the contestants just go play like fucking Popeye for like, for a minute and have to beat each other's score. Like it makes no sense, but but the prize was always a, uh, a like a home arcade game, which was actually pretty awesome. Jeez. But it's you know I just googled you, it and I, I that set brings I remember this looking at the font on the Starcade yeah. set. Yep, I remember that a hundred percent. I remember that, watching it as a kid, but I had no idea what it was called until like two years ago. I finally found it again. That's but amazing. Yeah, I, if you if you're curious about what the the world looked like before anybody <laughs> gave a had any fucking clue what to do with this shit, that's a great. It's oh, a great show great. to watch. Yeah, and and also <clears throat> just to add to 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 this video game conversation, we did a lot of talking about the King of Kong, uh, and I just I I actually just saw that it was added to Amazon Prime for streaming, oh. like within the past couple weeks. So oh, go see it if you haven't. Yeah, that, that thing is so we, good. None of us would recommend it because we all three of us know it and love it like the back of our right, head, so. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> it's it is my favorite documentary of all time, personally. It's it's yeah. I think I don't know what beats it for me either. Like it's man, it's so good. It's you, so good. Did Jerry? Did Jerry? Did Cody ever show you the the interview we had with uh, Steve Weeby? I don't think I saw it. I think you told me about it, Cody, but I don't think I ever actually saw it. He, he, it, we, it was way too long for us, but we 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 had a an intro, or no? Did we show it after the movie when we yeah, showed it at yeah, Alamo we, Draft House? Yeah, we showed it at Alamo Draft House and then played it in the theater as a post screening Q and A. Yeah, yeah. He was he was he was very uh, about the same as he is in the movie, like just really very low key and uh, right, right. Uh, he he did, was a, uh, he was a middle school science teacher. <laughs> like, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who just happened to be really good at one random ass thing? That yeah. Was so, so we man will go versus ahead. Snake is Jared's. Yeah, man versus Snake right. on man versus Snake, the, the long and twisted tale of Nibbler. All right, all right. 
So I'm going to go with a movie. So <clears throat> with the with with Tiger King sort of taking over uh, the mainstream and people's uh, and, and everyone, I mean, you cannot escape it. Is it is the biggest thing in the country right now? Uh, well, the second biggest thing. There's <laughs> something, something else that's a little bit more. Uh, Look, that's how we're coping. We're laughing at these dirty fucking white trash yeah, comebacks. Yeah, it's yeah, how make us feel better. Yeah, it's the number one coping skill in America right now is Tiger King. So, um, <laughs> you know, when I was watching it, it, it what it was reminding me. So I, I think that it, it, you know, Tiger King is fine. We, we, I think Jared and I talked about it on our last episode of our show, but it, it's good, but it's sort of, it's overlong and it's, and it's got, I think the problem is that it's got no characters that are like, like worth rooting for. Like there's no one. Yeah, everyone is sort of reprehensible in the movie, and um, and so it got me thinking about a movie that um, that I saw. Uh, it, it came out in 2015, um, and it's a documentary that that sort of has a, a few parallels. It's not exactly the same, but um, I'm a big fan of the uh, of the Southern Weirdo uh, yes. <laughs> kind of yes. subgenre, which you know, Tiger King is very much that, and. Yeah. Um, and so uh, my recommendation is going to be a 2015 documentary called Finders Keepers. Okay. Um, oh. Finders, Finders Keepers, Keepers is a it's on Amazon Prime. Um, okay. And uh, really, honestly, Jerry, I think I might have you by just giving you the logline. All right. Uh, because because <laughs> I think it's it's a logline that's sort of hard to beat. So. Uh, essentially, uh, there is a guy who um, gets in an airplane crash, and he loses his leg, and also his father dies in the plane crash. So um, he decides that to honor his father, he wants to keep his leg. So, long story <laughs> Wait, short, what? Wait, yeah. what? Yeah. So he hey, wants- it's it's my my dad told me the same thing. So. <laughs> yeah, look, if, if we ever die in a plane crash, son, and you lose a leg, you keep that fucking leg for me. <laughs> <laughs> and you remember me. Yeah. Um, so he, he decides he wants to keep the leg so he gets it mummified. Um, or he may mummify it. Him, it, it, You'll find out what happens. Okay, so, uh, okay. So anyway, he gets addicted to drugs, and uh, all of his possessions are put into a storage facility, and he puts his leg in a smoker, like a grill. And so that... That's how it tastes best, Cody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Low and slow, baby. Um, so uh, so the the uh, storage facility is auctioned off and purchased by uh, a man who fancies himself an entrepreneur. <laughs> and, uh, and so basically, he opens up the smoker and finds the leg. And this is a guy who has all his life wanted to be famous. Like he envisions himself a talk show host uh, that, you know, never broke. And he is a very much a Southern, uh, a Southern weirdo, as, as I said previously. <laughs> and so he's, he like opens up a roadside attraction and he calls himself the footman and pays admission to see the leg. Well, the guy whose leg it is uh, sees this and is like, you know, calmly uh, says, Hey, can I have my leg back? And uh, they get into a legal battle and uh, basically end up fighting over possession of this man's mummified severed leg. Well, how could they? How is there <laughs> even a battle? It's his fucking leg, right? Like, isn't this a DNA test? Yeah, but I mean, he the guy the guy purchased the sh- the the uh, the storage facility and all of the contents inside. <laughs> wow! So. 
Wow. It is, it is, it's very, very funny, but it's also a a, a poignant movie. It's it's a poignant movie about family and addiction. And there is, believe it or not, someone to root for. I don't know if you can figure out who you might be rooting for (laughs) in this situation. But uh, it it is, it is, so I have, I see those parallels because it's like this larger than life story that is like, you know, the stuff with Tiger King that's crazy is like the stuff that they spend almost no time on. Like the like everyone is memeing the fact that the guy had two husbands or right. you know that he had a, a his country music or whatever. And that's just like it's just eccentric behavior. This yes. is like straight up larger than life, can't believe it. Like you right, can't make right, this right, shit right, up right. type right. of stuff. So um <laughs> it was right. it was in my in, in 2015 it was my uh it was in my top 10. It was my number 7 movie of the year that Okay. Year. All right. Um, usually, there's a documentary that cracks my top ten, and that year it was uh, it was Finders Keepers. So. Finders Keepers. Okay. Uh, J- and Jared, you've you've seen it, right? Oh yeah, I I think we actually talked about it on the show. I, oh, I, I'm yeah. pretty sure we did. Nice. Yeah, but okay. yes, I've seen it. I that's that's how I uh, got my leg man t or no foot man t shirt. <laughs> <Foot man. laughs> yeah, your foot man smoker. Oh, and don't. Uh, do, um, well, we'll get into this when we. I, I don't want to spoil anything, so uh, okay, right. we'll get into that later. So that that is the pick. So you have okay, and we won't we won't uh, you won't reveal what you picked until the second episode that we have because this is going to be right. a two parter. Sure. But we have yeah. uh, Man versus Snake on Tubi versus Finders Keepers on Amazon Prime. Those are your selections. Choose wisely, and uh, let's go ahead and get into. Um, actually, well, let's hear it. Uh, this you have you have this these options laid out in front of you. What are you thinking? This is the only reason I'm leaning towards Finders Keepers is I don't have to the ball beating of having to download some new shit. <laughs> that's it. That's the only God, thing. I don't know, but that's it. That's the only thing. <laughs> God, we are so we are so fucking spoiled as a goddamn species I know, now. I know. It's like, wait, <laughs> I have to download something for free. Hmm. <laughs> That's how I feel it'll, like when it'll... when like uh, when people bitch and complain about Wi-Fi in the airplane not working. I'm like, mm, is this really? Come on. That's a that's yeah. a goddamn come that's on. a goddamn Louis C.K. joke. Oh, oh yeah. the co- that Conan bit. Yeah, when he was on Conan. God that's damn right. it, Cody. The man just yeah. put out a new special. I don't. Today. I don't think. It, I don't think he talked about Wi-Fi. Did he? Isn't he talking about? Yeah, he, he, he talked about. Talking how, about it, with that, that's yeah. how we started it. He was just saying how a guy he was on the plane and the Wi-Fi wasn't working, and the guy next to him was like, "Oh, this is bullshit." And then yeah, and he's uh, like, and then he just, just found out about it." Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Well, it's okay. You I fucking mean, hacked. <laughs> you fucking Carlos Mencia <laughs> hack. Did uh, I? I mean, but I think. I mean, it's fine. I mean, Louis C.K. is a well-respected guy. Nobody, I think, will. Uh, uh, he was. <laughs> oh, did something there happen? Was a time. Yeah, he, there was a moment. There was a me. <laughs> no, he yeah, just—he literally just put out a special today. Oh, did he? Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, good for him, man. <laughs> good for him. So, uh, oh. so Jerry, what is your um, uh, what is your pick for us? Okay, so one thing that I have been into is that Shutter app, and um, I loved. Uh, one cut of the dead, but I think I already told you about that one. Yeah, that and one's so good. That, 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 one. that one's good. It's uh, it, that's a movie that sort of. If anyone out there sees it, the thing that I that I tell them, and I think a lot of people are telling them, is just you have to stick with it past the yes. first like thirty minutes. Wait, wait, what? What's the movie? I'm sorry, I didn't hear the title. One cut of the dead. One cut of the dead. It's uh, oh, I'll tell you the premise. But again, like Cody said, stick with it. Um, it's about a uh, a crazy horror filmmaker who really wants to make this zombie movie 
And what he doesn't realize is this this abandoned area they go to shoot the film has actual zombies in it. And he's like, <laughs> fuck this. We're making this movie. I don't care what happens. And he thinks, Action. He wants to add to the realism of his movies by putting his actors in peril and stuff. Yes. Oh, and it's, it's, oh, it's a, it so it's is. a Japanese movie. Japanese yeah. movie. And it's it's I thought it was. I thought it was really funny and clever because the first half hour is literally all one cut. Like they say, it looks like it's all one take. And oh, then wow. once that ends, I think it gets insanely clever and hilarious. So uh, just stick with it. And it's really unique, I thought. But since Cody's already seen that one, um, I found another one on Shutter called Chopping Mall that I forgot even existed. Now, this is one of those <laughs> movies I think I actually rented back in the early high school days of Blockbuster. You know what I mean? Just like, yeah. I, I want something that's scary, that's probably going to have boobs in it. And then, you know what I mean? Like that, that was, <laughs> I, yeah, you know, 14-year-old me's, you know. That's what movie. Jared still looks for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is and it gonna I, scare me in the boobs? Right. Are they gonna? I yeah, I I do believe uh, I I I never saw the movie, but I'm I'm pretty sure I rented this out when I worked at a, in a video right? video section at the grocery store. It was this and it was like this and Frankenhooker are the two that stuck. Franken, that was a big one. Yep, and and, and With, I I saw it. And I was like, how bad was this? And I start watching it, Andre and I, and I was like. It's not that bad. Like it's not a you know you know the Oscars they didn't snub anybody you know what I mean. But <laughs> but I was like for what it was I thought it was actually a pretty not bad take on a teen slasher film and I like that instead of the woods they're in a mall they get locked down in a mall and then these security robots in the mall get hit with lightning and it's like this weird mashup of short circuit and terminator and they just these these security robots just start annihilating these teenagers that are trapped in the mall overnight with them and man uh, i it, the 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 uh, uh, um, the comparison to short circuit has me hooked so right. i love short circuit <laughs> cody have is, you ever seen short circuit i don't think so Oh god damn it! That was Fucking a uh, youngin. Here's the only problem with Short Circuit. If you watch it now, Cody, it's it's about a. It was a Steve Gutenberg classic, and uh, there's a robot a, a, that gets hit by lightning, and it just has a soul. And it's like a you know a lighthearted family comedy. The only problem is, uh, and, <laughs> I know what you're and, gonna say. I know what you're and, gonna say. <laughs> and they they just couldn't stop because they made part two and they made this guy the fucking main character because Steve Gutenberg was out at that point and <laughs> they have a white guy playing an Indian. I'm oh, not yeah. making this up whatsoever. They darken his skin, everything, and he's just doing this awful hacky Indian accent. Uh, this, it's, you know, by the way, it's by the way, to tie that all around, it's Fisher Stevens. Yes, was a that's right. A producer of Tiger King. Oh, wow. Oh, was he really? I believe so. Wow. Yeah, so it's Fisher Stevens. Yeah, he was. And so in short circuit, if you Google Fisher Stevens, this guy does not look like he's from anywhere near India, but there he is. I mean, he's an old, he's an old white guy. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, I know the guy. Uh, yeah. And so in, in short offensive. circuit, oh, my God. He's just it, – it, it literally it, it literally is as bad as Mickey Rooney playing the fucking Japanese guy in <laughs> Breakfast at Tiffany's. Now, now like, to be fair, to be fair, I didn't know this as a child. I didn't know Fisher Stevens. Right? I yeah, know, you know, I thought it was just an Indian guy because they they yeah. painted his face and everything. I didn't know as a kid. I had no fucking idea. 
Yeah. This is like Emma uh, Stone playing a an Asian person. Yeah, no, it's I mean, exactly. It's it's that No, bad. but 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 worse because literally like Jerry said he he's he's got darkened makeup. Yes. I mean, it's it's so it's like Robert Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder. Yeah, right. but like but not playing like not playing. Yeah, I mean, it's not a joke. Like they just <laughs> It's not a joke. Me. I don't they, know I don't know why. It makes no yeah. sense. Yeah. It was crazy. I I I mean, it, yes. So, but anyway, that so Chopping Mall is you you take a okay. sleep it's it's a three-way mashup of Short Circuit, Sleepaway Camp and Terminator. That's how I would uh, it's Okay. And it's, you know, just teenagers getting murdered in a overnight in a mall closed overnight by evil robots. Okay. And it looks like <laughs> so it's on it's on Shutter, but it also looks like it's on Amazon Prime as well. Oh, so, nice. Okay, there okay, you go. Okay, cool. Yeah, so okay. So Chopping right. Mall is a clever pun, uh, by the way. Yes, yes. So and, Chopping uh, Mall is a pick. Okay. All right. I was it was going to be that you know what when we do the next episode, I'll tell you the other one I was thinking, but I decided to go with Chopping Mall instead. Okay. And we'll see if y'all <laughs> are mad at me for that or not. But we'll, <laughs> if you would have preferred the other one or not, I don't think so, but you, I, I'm still going to make you tell you both you have to watch it, the <laughs> other one. Okay. But one one cut of the dead. Okay, yeah. Yeah, one cut of the dead. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah, that's a great one. Okay, so, um, yeah, so what we'll do is uh, we won't reveal any of our thoughts until next episode. And, uh, Perfect. And you get to find out what I picked, right? Yeah, exactly. So we'll all leave right. you all in suspense. Jerry has some time to think about it and make the yes. correct decision. Um and uh, that'll the correct decision. Did you say correct decision? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So uh, that'll wrap up for. I think I already know where it's going because he bitched about having to download something. But whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Look, Jerry, just forget about that part. Okay, just just pretend like uh, like it's already on there, and then you had to go re-download it because something happened. And it's got the little cloud icon. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Gotcha. So that'll wrap up for this week. So Jerry. where can people find you, and uh, what would you like to plug today? Um, I guess uh, my YouTube channel. Just uh, YouTube. That Find me, Jerry Rocha. I have my Retro Rocha, where I talk about old video games. I put them up every other week, um, up to five right now. And, uh, yeah, so there you go. And if you're uh, – Instagram is Jerry Rocha Comedy, and Twitter is Rocha Comedy, R-O-C-H-A. And uh, what else? Fuck it. Last one. Well, our podcast, The Ramble that we do. And um, uh, also do Twitch. It's a Twitch TV, twitch.tv forward slash retro roach. I try to Twitch every night, especially during quarantine. Nice. Jared, I'll let you handle our plugs in a second, but I do want to add real quick. Uh, well, one, one segment that uh, I'm hoping to do is, is, is get some sort of listener segment in here. So uh, if you're listening and you're looking for suggestions for what to watch and uh, – and you want some advice uh, from Jared and I, uh, if you want to send an email to podcast at cinesnob.net, write us and let us know what streaming services you have, uh, what kind of movie you're in the mood for, anything you might like, and we'll be able to, at the end of uh, episodes, uh, give suggestions. Or if you have any questions about streaming or movies or quarantine, uh, feel free to uh, send us an email. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, don't don't send us shit like uh, um, uh, stuff that's defunct, like... uh uh, CISO and all this other stuff. <laughs> CISO. <laughs> Rest in peace, CISO. Uh, Jerry, is your is your special out there still anywhere streaming right Not now? yet. It's uh, knock on wood it, hoping it will be available somewhere else soon. I will uh, – the minute I know, I promise I'll let everybody know for sure. Thank you for asking too. Cool. 
Yeah, so uh, like Cody mentioned, if you want to reach us, you can email us at cin- uh, podcast at cinesnob.net. You can find us on Twitter at Cinesnob, on Facebook, Cinesnob Critic. Uh, we have two other podcasts now. Son Look of a this. bitch. And it's all Look just the this. same shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have the the, uh, the Cinesnob podcast where we uh, review, excuse me, where we review new releases. Uh, of course, that right now is a bunch of VOD stuff and uh, Netflix. We're covering two, uh, um, well, I, I don't know when this is coming out, but we're covering uh, VOD movies, Netflix movies, anything that, that's coming to your home in this time of quarantine. Uh, also, we have Re-MCU, where we're, fuck, I'm fucking it up again. <laughs> we're, we're re-watching the Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, with uh, uh, kind of a, a fresh take on it after having not seen most of them for a long time. Nice. Uh, the latest episode, uh, again, I don't know when this is coming out. We're recording it very soon. Uh, if you haven't already, if you if we recorded it already, then you it's out. I don't know. Timeline's all fucked up. Uh, Captain America, the first Avenger. Yeah. Uh, no spoiler here. It was one of my favorite Marvel movies when it came out uh, in 2011. Son of a bitch. That seems like a long time ago. Yeah. Um, wow. But uh, yeah, um, I've I've always preferred Cap, and um, I'm I'm excited to talk about this one. Uh, Cody, um, you're on. Uh, you're you're doing the podcast now with Jerry and uh, Eddie. Uh, what's Eddie's last name? I forget. I'm sorry. Pence. Eddie Pence. Um, yep. The the ramble. The ramble. And uh, um, you can find my stuff uh, on uh, The Hard Times. I've got uh, another story publishing. I don't know when this is. Yeah, publishing soon. There's uh, a few uh, I've got out there already. Um, It's a lot of fun. I got to write about Rick Moranis fucking people. So uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, uh, anything else before we we, we sign this thing off and and move on to uh, episode two uh, whenever uh, Jerry's done? No, I. uh, Thank you all for having me for sure. Yeah, of course. Thanks for thanks for doing this. I, I hope that uh, that uh, that this is a, a show that we can do for you know the the duration of whatever quarantine. This is going to be obviously a limited a limited series, right? Because eventually we'll get out of this. But uh, <laughs> well, maybe Cody. Yeah. <laughs> if if you die, Cody, um, during this quarantine, or if I die, I want you to uh, save keep your leg, my leg, yeah, <laughs> or your leg, either way. <laughs> Sounds like a good All right. Uh, yeah. So uh, thanks a lot for listening. I'm Jared Kingery. Thanks Kingery. for having me, guys. Thank you. I'm Cody Viafania.